Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is Dumb Money Live with Chris Camillo, Dave Hansen, and Jordan McLean. Streaming live on YouTube. We are Dumb Money. Hey there, Dave here, along with uh, Chris and Jordan. Uh, We, together, are Dumb Money. Where to begin, where to begin. Since we last spoke, uh, the president has declared a national emergency. The Fed has promised liquidity, and yesterday they slashed interest rates to zero. Uh, Also going to be dumping $700 billion into the economy. Have to keep this thing going. Uh, This weekend, airports were clogged with passengers in massive, crowded groups for hours not at all social distancing, a complete chaotic scene as the uh, new travel restrictions from Europe went into effect. Yesterday, the CDC warned against gatherings of more than 50 people for the next eight weeks. Uh, at least 29 states so far have closed their schools. More to come on that, I'm sure. Government health officials telling Americans they need to be prepared to hunker down. The CDC is expected to issue new guidelines on social distancing today. They might even recommend that all restaurants and bars be closed. Four states have already shut down restaurants and bars, New York City, Los Angeles, others doing that as well. I I expect that could be nationwide any day now. The uh, MGM Resorts and Wynn have shut down all of their properties in Las Vegas. Apple, Nike, a bunch of other major brands closing all of their stores. Others are reducing hours. So today we were planning to talk about the major public companies that we think might literally go out of business merely from the effects of social distancing. But now we're shifting and we're going to talk about how we are trading what could turn into a nationwide quarantine. We're going to talk about my portfolio, Chris, Jordan. Uh, To set the stage over the weekend, we were in options. We were in large positions to protect our seven-figure portfolios as rumors started to swirl that the markets could potentially just be shut down, no trading. That put us at tremendous risk. So we're going to talk about that. The three big themes today, we're going to talk about where we're long, where we're short, and where we are going to hedge our portfolios, both for volatility and for that risk of a potential national quarantine. So let's start with you, Chris. Um, What were your trades going into the weekend? Oh, okay. Well, man, what what a weekend this was. Did you sleep this weekend, by the way, at all? I, I literally, I mean, I know you and I were still texting each other until two in the morning. Um, I, I slept a little, but last night, not at all. Okay. How about you, Jordan? Jordan? You... You're muted. You're muted. Oh, there you How am I muted? You're on. Now yeah, you're good. You're on. You're good. Okay. Yeah, I slept like a baby. Oh, you are you are the worst. You're the worst. The worst of the but going best. into the weekend, you were not like heavily leveraged in options, were you? Yeah, I decided not to. Uh, I didn't know if you know if we were going to close, if the Fed was going to do something crazy, and then the market you know rallies back up. So um, I'm just in my equity positions right now. 
Okay, so that that that's, Chris, that, you were though. Tell tell us about your portfolio. Highly leveraged. Okay, remember going into last week. For those of y'all that haven't been watching Dumb Money Live since we started the whole uh, this whole kind of market catastrophe, uh, June uh, excuse me, February twentieth was the first day uh, getting ahead of this event that I went heavily short the market. Um, since February twentieth, uh, my account. I want to be totally transparent because I know I've been getting a lot of questions, a lot of emails. People want to know exactly how much is your account up, exactly what are you in, and I'm going to just lay it all out there today. Um, my account is up 27.5% since February 20th, okay, uh, which is kind of the day before, I think, this big market uh, uh, shock started. Uh, my account is up one, was on Friday, my account was up $1.9 million since February 20th. So it's a, almost a $2 million gain in just a few weeks. Uh, most of that was due to a, a hedge I had on my portfolio as well, as well as leverage short positions and put positions. That, that was, that was Friday morning though, right? What happened? That was by the Friday end of morning. Friday? Okay. By, by market close, my account had lost, I think $520,000 on Friday, mostly due to that end of day run up, uh, which I didn't think was going to be explosive as it was. That said, at the time. I was heavily short 400 puts in Yelp. Uh, I think those are the $30 calls deep in the money. 100 puts on Cheesecake Factory cake. Um, and I think I had 200 calls in the S&P 500, SPY, at the $250 strike. Um, at close of market, I think there were three minutes left. Two minutes left in market. I doubled my SPY uh short position via puts, increased that position from 200 puts to 400 puts. Um, I also maintained a $4 million short position on the SPY going into the weekend. And then at some point on Saturday, remember we were all, we were discussing this, Dave and Jordan, some rumors started to come out when things started to look really ugly that they could potentially shut down the market. And that's when I really lost it. Because do you remember last time they shut down the market, September 11th, 2011, or September 12th? Um, we did quite a bit of research back then. And, and I have gotten stuck in option positions in the past. If they choose to shut down the market and you are in a levered option position that expires while the market is suspended, you lose all of your money. The only option you have is if that option is in the money or even out of the money and you choose to exercise it, which would be incredibly expensive and risky. You're talking about having to put down, in my case, $10 million to exercise those options. Um, not having a clue what the government is going to do. If they, if they keep the market closed for weeks to months, which is theoretically possible and what the Trump administration cannot be ruled out, when the market opens back up, Every, this could be behind us. You could see a 30% move instantaneously upon market open, right? So you really can't exercise put options not knowing what the end result of that market suspension will be. So I was at risk losing seven figures this morning when the market opened up based on what happened last night, which was an unprecedented move in the Fed. Interest rates down to zero. In fact, if you were on stock twits, which I, I was on stock twits last night, the spy board it almost gave me a heart attack. People were talking, hey, we're opening up 2,000 points. You, everybody, unanimously, I don't think I found one person on the spy board last night when that move first got announced by the Fed that thought, 
the market was going to get crushed this morning. And I literally said, I, there it is. I just lost seven figures. It's gone. Wiped away. All my gains, right, from the last three weeks, gone for the most part. And I just prayed. I prayed for the market. Just just, just give me one more chance to, to unwind all those positions, which happened this morning. I'm so pumped right now. Uh, my, my portfolio this morning is up 550000 So I, I basically made all those losses back over the weekend. I have completely unwound and exited out of my Yelp puts. I've exited out of my cake puts. And I've exited out of all of my S&P 500. My spy puts are all exited as of this morning. Uh, I did it, got a little bit lucky. I did it right at the market lows. Um, now what I held, though, is I have held on to my SPY hedge short position, okay, which is 1,500 shares of the SPY roughly 3.7 million. I have held on to my Blooming Brands short position, which is one of the largest restaurant groups in the country. And I have held on to my favorite short position, which one of our, uh, our, our followers talked about on our last episode or two episodes ago, Dave and Busters, P-L-A-Y. I've held on to that short position because we'll talk about this in this episode. I believe they are at risk of bankruptcy. Now, at the same time, I actually increase some of my long positions. I have increased, um, I have some Amazon calls. Uh, I have, in addition to my Amazon position, I bought more uh, Bought more Disney. I don't know, no, I didn't buy more Disney, excuse me. Uh, I bought more Shopify and I picked up some Tesla. I'm, I'm a Tesla cult member, just like you now, Jordan. I picked up some <laughs> Tesla. Uh, and I, here's an interesting one for you. You know that the first position I opened up on January 20th was a massive put position, a short on win casinos when they were trading at $138 a share. Today, I purchased long shares of win at $64 a share. Now, I think win is a bankruptcy risk. I also think win has potential to get some of that money from the government, to get money from China, to stay alive, okay? And if they survive, if they survive, I think it's an easy double when this thing is behind us and possibly a triple within 12 to 18 months. And one thing I want to talk about with you guys is how we're picking these winners and losers out of these kind of bounce back stocks that are at risk of bankruptcy. There's a bunch of them. Why are we choosing to continue to short a stock like, uh, Dave and Buster's and go long a stock like Win. And the yeah. way you have to think about this is you got to get your head in the mind of the government. Which stocks are the government's going to be willing to help out that they think are an essential part of society, right? And the economy, and which kind of fall in that middle ground between small business who they're going to try to help out and huge business that they can't let fail. And that's what we're going to talk about in this episode. So I'll, I'll give yeah, it back and to I you I completely guys. agree with that, Cole. I also got into uh, when just going long on the stock um, because, like you say, they are essential to China. So China wants to support their uh, hotel business. And um, I, I just I just see that as being one that will be propped up. And Dave & Buster's, I'm not uh, short Dave & Buster's like you are, but that is one that I... Um, I also agree with. Um, I also got into some Disney this morning. Uh, what else? I'm, I'm long in uh, some additional calls on my, my favorite stocks like uh, Amazon and Microsoft. 
Uh, I have Shopify calls. I also bought what some expira- Shopify. Wait, wait, Dave, what expiration? Because this is what this is what I this is what we talked about all weekend. If you're going to purchase options right now and they shut down the stock market, we talked about what was the expiration we're comfortable with that the market will be open that we'll be able to keep those options no matter what. What is it? Sure. So for my Amazon uh, calls, I have the uh, April 24th. For Shopify, I have uh, the April 17th. I'm not sure why I picked different days there. Uh, Microsoft, I have the uh, May, June 19th. Uh, and those are all of my options. So I'm I'm looking April to actual summer for, for those. Uh, and then that my actual scare me a stock- little bit, Dave. Say it again. Sorry, I was going to say that would scare me a little bit. I feel comfortable with the Junes. The Aprils seem a little too soon for me. Are you not nervous that we do like a four-week shutdown? These are actually ones that I didn't pick up today. These are ones that I picked up uh, last, maybe a week or so ago when it was, uh, when these are, these are prices that I like these stocks and they've since gone down. So these, these options are in the, in the red right now, but they are companies that, that I do want to hold long-term. So I was basically buying options at a price that I liked and that I'd be happy owning the stock uh, for the, you know, for, for years, decades. These are, these are my lifetime stocks. Yeah. Now the ones that I'm playing for fun, I'm with you on the, uh, the win trade. Um, I love Disney long-term. I hadn't actually purchased Disney. So if I can get Disney in the nineties, I, I love that as a, as a pick. So I I picked up a Disney stock today at 95, I believe somewhere right around there. Uh, I got 600 shares of that. So not a huge position. Um, I got a thousand shares of win. Did, did you, how many shares of win did you get? I just got I just a got thousand shares, shares right now. Um, and by the way, someone asked, because this, this is on my mind, I, I've been answering questions for friends all morning. Like, hey, I got cash that I know I want to put in the market. Do I put it in now? And I'm like, first of all, we're not financial advisors. Don't listen to us. We'll tell you what we're doing, what we would do. But your risk is different than our risk, right? Oh, there you go. Your risk is different than our risk. We're not advisors. <laughs> don't listen. Don't trade based on us. But if I had cash that I knew I wanted to put in the market, I knew I wanted to put in the market, what I would do is I would put 50% of it in the market today and hold 50% of it in the stocks that we're talking about. I would put, so I still have, I'm still kind of like, oh, I didn't tell you, that short position that I had, Dave, on the SPY is roughly 40% hedge on my portfolio. So like my portfolio right now is 40% hedge. So you can kind of get a clue into what I, you know, how confident I am in terms of you know this thing going north versus going south, we're right in that middle stage, right? So you got to balance it out. Yeah, and you you had uh, how many? You had four hundred shares of or four hundred uh, put options on the spy. Four hundred put options on the spy going into the weekend, and you closed all of those out. Closed all I out. Had three, I had three hundred on the spy going into the weekend. I closed those out this morning, <laughs> um, and I got into a short position on the spy and. How many shares did I do? Where in the world can I find this in my portfolio? Um, I am uh, shorting 12,500 shares. So a $3.1 million short position on the SPY, which to me, I I still think that this market has room to go down. We've seen analyst reports saying that they're predicting the bottom as uh, 2,000 on the uh, S&P 500. Um, so for me, I... I'm basically hedging my portfolio with just being completely short on the SPY 
in the meantime. And can we talk about why we're using the SPY as a hedge? Because it is so easy, rather than mess up our long-term capital gains on all these stocks, with one trade, with a single trade, I could remove that hedge. I could remove it in pre-market. I can remove it in aftermarket, right? And in a single trade, I could be 100% long with my entire portfolio that I love so much, right? And, and so, yeah. and I could, but what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to monitor that hedge, and based on news flow that's coming in, we're going to either increase it or decrease it throughout the day, every day. And now that's our that's kind of our and, lever. And it's super easy to do. So you're you're right at about forty five percent of your portfolio being 40. protected right now, but you can easily like you know up that or reduce that by simply buying or selling spy shares. That's right, shorting the spy or removing some of that short from the spy, basically. Right. If the market continues to go down, I'm going to be removing some of my short and that will put my portfolio in a net long position. And that's that's how I'm handling this. Now, Jordan, you're in a little bit of a less stressful situation because I know your your philosophy <laughs> is like, hey, you kind of by the way, Jordan, you're like the model for most most people, because throughout this entire process, this whole catastrophe, Jordan has never been stressed. Why? Because you had a perfectly balanced portfolio for your lifestyle, for your future, right? And you were like, hey, I was prepared for this. You were like, what, 30% cash or something like that? For and you're like, hey, if the market falls in half, that's totally fine. Instead of being 30% cash, you'll drop down to 15 or 20% cash, right? So talk to us about that. Where are you? Yeah, so I'm sitting about 30%. Well, you know, when this whole thing started, I'm sitting about 30% cash. I'm still, so like the stock market's down 30%. I think I'm down just a touch over 10%, um, which for me, I, you know, I'm not really all that worried about. I've been wanting to put some of this cash to use anyways. And so I'm still just looking for opportunities, right? And I'm looking at, you know, some of the names that you've talked about, but I'm also looking at airlines um, and uh, just companies that are in really good positions uh, like Amazon, like Apple, like Disney, some of those things. Um, but I think the airlines have I mean, they could double, right? If uh, if they get a big bailout and uh, we see traffic, start, you know, airline traffic start to cruise up again. So let's talk about that as being a bounce back play, yeah. like, like the ultimate right. reversal bounce back. The, the uh, risky, but the stocks that are likely to go up the most because there's a lot of these, and some of them are going to be failures, and some of them will be huge successes. Yeah. So can we talk about what how we're analyzing this, right? So the government is going to put out massive loan programs. And I think those loan programs are going to be split in two areas. The first is going to be for small business. So if you have a small business in America, you'll be able to get probably a 0% or very low inter interest loan, okay, to survive this period of time. You'll be able to get tax credits, all kinds of crazy stuff just to keep you alive. But that's small business. Those aren't publicly traded companies. If you're a strategic business to America, and what I mean by that, strategic to Donald Trump, OK, so uh, he, already, <laughs> he already has said that he thinks the cruise lines, he thinks the airlines. And I can guarantee you, uh, whoever the, the governor and the mayor of Vegas is, is going to tell him that the casinos are very strategic to at least one state in this country. And listen, all the governors, all the senators, all the, all the House reps are all going to be fighting for strategic businesses in their state. Right. And so you have to imagine that the casinos are going to be seen as strategic because they employ tens of thousands of people, right? Any industry, any business that employs tens of thousands of people in a concentrated company, like Wynn and MGM and, 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 and LVS, 
I think they're going to get bailout money and I think they're going to survive. Right. And so the companies in the middle that like, like who needs to save, who's going to make the case for saving Dave and Busters? Like what, what state Senator is going to be like, well, we have a high concentration of Dave and Busters in our state. So we got to save them. Nobody cares about them. Right. We got 10,000 restaurants that are owned by actual small business owners. We care about them. Right. So like, I think those middle companies like the Dave and Busters, the Bloomin' Brands, I don't think the government's going to be racing out to save them or the banks are necessarily going to be racing out to save them with all their money they're getting, right, from the Fed. Yeah, here's the only thing with that. I, I mean, the only people that I do think want to save those companies are their debt holders, right? Uh, and they've got a lot of debt. So I don't, you know. If you no, 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 no. The debt holders might want to save them, Jordan. Right. But they don't care about the equity. So if they save them, they'll wipe out the equity to save them, okay? Right. So the debt holders are will be like, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll either let you go bankrupt and buy you out or we'll save you right at bankruptcy, but it's going to wipe out the majority of the equity. So yeah. you don't want that. What you want are companies that are able to raise debt with fresh money, whether that money is from the government, uh, whether it's from the Chinese government because they're strategic to China or the American government because they're strategic to America, or they are so big and massive. Um, that it just it, the government's putting pressure on these banks to kind of save these industry sectors, and it's kind of like a wink, wink, nod, nod. Like, hey, if you guys let the airlines fail, or let the crews fail, or let the casinos fail, like, forget it. We're going to pull this back, right? We're going to pull it back on you. And I think you can basically just go down the list of hotels, uh, restaurants, all these leisure, like non-essential, discretionary spending kind of uh, companies, and say. This one is one that that is important to the country, and this is one that is okay if it fails. And and we're looking at ones that are more strategically important, at, like airlines. By the way, we're going to get to every single question, guys, or, or the, as many as we can get to. So those of y'all that are asking questions, I'm seeing them. We're going to get to them. Uh, one person just asked, uh, why did you exit Yelp? That is an awesome question. I hate Yelp. I'm a restaurant owner. I hate Yelp. <laughs> so, uh, but 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 here's the deal. I shorted Yelp because there's such an obvious short, right? And I got $10. It was crazy. I rode them 33, 35% down. Um, I made four times my money on Yelp. I actually made, I, I'm so proud of this. I made $300,000 on my Yelp puts. Uh, the reason hey, you why, can pay your uh, Yelp bill, your advertising I, bill that you have to pay for your restaurant now. By the way, the first, <laughs> you know, the first thing we canceled at our restaurant, the first thing, all advertising gone gone, right? Here's why Here's why I, I got out of those Yelp puts. And I'm not saying that I'm not going to maybe pick up some more, um, but Yelp is well, it, it, I'm not going to say they're well capitalized, but they don't have any debt really, right? To my knowledge, Yelp doesn't really have any debt. So because of that, Yelp is more likely to survive this whole thing. Now, listen, I don't know how it's going to impact their balance sheet when they have no revenue for 60 days, um, and I can, might continue to short them. I just haven't had the time to really dig that deep into Yelp's finances to figure out if they're a bankruptcy candidate. And for that reason, I stu I'm sticking with my shorts with the ones that I know are weak, Bloomin' Brands, uh, especially though, Dave & Buster's. Let's talk about some, some other companies that are, that are potentially impacted by social distancing, like uh, SeaWorld. Do you see... I mean, SeaWorld is one of those that already has, you know, high debt. Uh, they have announced that they are temporarily closing all of their theme parks. Uh, they're going to continue paying their people during the period. What what happens to a company like that? 
So there's Sea World, there's Six Flags, same Six situation. Flags and there's a third company that competes with them, a smaller theme park. So they're publicly traded. I forget the name of the company. Um, yeah, but the, yeah, the smaller so, regional theme parks. So it's a great question. And, and I, I, I've been thinking about that all weekend. I, I'm like, should I be shorting Six Flags and SeaWorld to zero? Um, like I plan to do with Dave & Buster's potentially, if we get lucky um, with that trade at least. Uh, I, they're, right at, they're one of those companies that they're not as important as like the cruise and the airline industry and the casino industry. But they're kind of high profile to certain states. So I'm thinking that Texas and Florida are going to fight to save them because they're strategic to their state, okay? The same way that casinos are strategic to Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, those SeaWorld is strategic to Florida and Texas and California. And those three states have a lot of, you know, leverage, quite honestly, with the Fed. So I think they might have some provisions where they become you know, maybe available for some of these federal funds. So it's like, I, I don't have any conviction in that, but I think that's, they're kind of a little bit between the airlines and, and these restaurant stocks that we're talking about. It's, I, I really don't know. I just don't know, right? It, it's, it's impossible to know. There's no way to know. There's, there's so many unknowns. We've never seen a market like this. So we're, we're just doing our best to, to make our way through it. Let's be clear. Um, we're dealing with the government, right? When you're dealing with the government, especially this government, um, you just have no idea the news that's going to pop up. And by the way, can I just say something right now? Uh, uh, what's it? Not uh, not Renaissance. Who is the uh, God? The hedge fund manager that I was circulating manages 160 billion dollars for um, the one I sent you all this weekend, guys. What's his name? Who basically said that he had no, he did not see this coming at all. Can you look that up for me, Jordan? Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, it's uh, or we'll get back to him. The, the point is, nobody knows anything. You think behind the curtains that some of these funds that are managing 100, 200 billion dollars, that they actually have information that we don't have as regular traders. Well, guess what? They don't. Some of the biggest funds in the world have done the worst the worst over the last three and a half, four weeks. Um, and now we have evidence of that. So uh, it's just hard to predict what this government's going to do. Who knows what Trump's going to do? I mean, you never, you never know, right? So what is what is the latest? Is he having uh, that delayed <coughs> press conference that was supposed to happen this morning is happening right before the market closes today? Yes, he's having it at 3.30 Eastern, 30 minutes before the market closes, which is kind of suspicious, right? He was having it this morning. He decided to delay uh, that meeting this morning, meaning that I think he's trying to announce something that for one reason or another, he couldn't pull it together enough for this morning. And he thinks he can pull it together by the end of market today, right? So he thinks he can get it done before the market closes. So that's why there's this like, whatever happens, the last 30 minutes of trading are going to be wild because he's going to announce something that's either going to please the market or the market's going to be like, not enough. And you could see the market rocket down a quick 10%. Uh, so we've, we've seen a lot of talk this weekend about potentially having trading stop for an undetermined period of time. Is is And, and historically, that's something that, that does happen um, in times of volatility, in times of, of major national crisis. 9-11 uh, comes to mind where they shut the market down for, I believe, four days. Could that be the announcement? 
So it, I don't think that's going to be an announcement today. Um, I think so. What what Dave is referring to is there's these rumors that have been circulating. I have had nine different people, including family members, close friends, colleagues, that all claim to have either a friend of a friend or someone high up in government that has been telling them that the government we're going the government's going to put in a two week quarantine, a two week shutdown, federally mandated shutdown. It's going to happen in 72 hours from yesterday. And I'm telling you, I've spoken to some of these people and they were like, this is not a hoax. I trust the person who told me it's actually happening. Um, this is all over the internet right now. It's all over Twitter. I'm like 50-50 on whether it's a hoax or whether there's truth behind it. It's such a crazy administration. You have no idea what's happening. But there are those rumors that there will be a government-mandated shutdown of America what that means potentially is a national shutdown of schools, maybe a national shutdown of business, meaning like, you know, uh, all restaurants, all bars nationwide, maybe all non-strategic businesses or non-emergency businesses must be work from home. There could be curfews. They could even go as far as potentially um, uh, curbing uh, or rationing food to ensure that there's not a run on, on, on groceries. I mean, there's uh, curfews at night. I don't know if any of this is true, uh, but part of that, part of that could be a shutdown of the stock market for some undetermined period of time. And that is a catastrophe potentially for people that are holding put or call options. Exactly. If you have options that are expi that expire during an unknown period that the market is just closed and there's no trading, those options are essentially worthless. And there is historic precedent for the market actually being shut down for a very long period of time. It was shut down for four months uh, in July of 1914 at the beginning of World War I. So this is this and, and for four days uh, after the 9-11 um, attacks. So there, there are recent examples and historic examples of trading just being suspended completely. I would so that's a not, risk that I didn't want to take, and I didn't. I we both cleared out of all of our options positions except for ones that are multiple months out in the future, and um, we're, we're just hoping for the best on those, I guess. Uh, can we talk for a second about the pick that I had for me, myself that I got into last week, uh, Royal Caribbean Cruises? And I thank goodness I literally remember I got in the tiniest bit. I was like, I'm just starting to open a position. I bought those $60 call options that expire, I think, in like January 2021. Cruisers gonna cruise, right? We got, the, by the way, Dave had these t-shirts created. They are freaking unbelievable, okay? Then we're gonna give them out to those five people. Uh, the cruisers gonna cruise, dumb money thing. Why have it, are cruisers still gonna cruise? They're always gonna cruise. It's happening, it's going to happen. I just don't know when. I don't know when this is going to be over, but when it's over, I still believe that cruisers gonna cruise and the cruise lines will come roaring back eventually. Now, whether they're bankrupt or not between now and then is a whole nother question. So for that reason, I picked up a small number of calls. I might pick up a few additional calls in Royal Caribbean as part of this, but let me make something clear. This is so speculative. This is like the ultimate bounce back, like the ultimate just bounce back stock where you know it could go bankrupt and you could lose all your money. But if it doesn't go bankrupt and you believe that cruisers are going to cruise like I do, I think I could triple my money in Royal Caribbean, right? So and take that back. I think I could six times my money in those options in Royal Caribbean. 
So again, it's a risky play for me, but I might double, triple, quadruple down on it at some point here. Once I feel, if I, as soon as I feel that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, it's a risky one. Let's go back to the airlines for a second. Which airline would you pick as a good buy right now? So we, we do know that the airlines have announced uh, that they're cutting their capacity, United by 50%, Delta by 40%. American by 75% on their international flights, and they're, they're grounding 90% of their long-haul planes. Uh, Southwest has not yet announced what they're doing to their summer schedule, but what are the governments going to do? What kind of further travel restrictions are coming into play? What can they work out with their expensive uh, pilot unions and things like that? And which ones would, would we look at as the ones that are going to come out ahead? Yeah, I mean... Uh... I don't have an answer on this one. Right, and I, do, I don't either. I you know I think I don't think you can go wrong with Delta or uh, uh, United. I'd probably steer away from uh, from American right now. Um, in fact, I'm I'm steering away from all of them right now. I'm looking at this if I see things start to recover. I mean, we don't know if this thing's going to last another month or two months. It really depends on how well people are isolating and what the numbers do here in a couple of weeks, right? Um, and that's the stressful thing about this whole scenario is that there's not going to be good news for like another couple of weeks. But least. Jordan, don't you think that the airline news is highly dependent on that government aid package? And <laughs> if they start to talk about it at three 30 today or overnight, like you're going to see such a massive spike in the airlines that that opportunity could be up. So you kind of need to make some sort of decision kind of like I did with RCL yeah, where it's like, Maybe well, get a little bit. Are you going to get a little bit now? Just in like because I think it's I think it's possible, but at the same time, you really don't know when demand's going to pick back up either, right? And so there's, you know, there's really no way to tell when are we going to open up our borders again? When are people going to be safe to fly? When when's the CDC going to lift uh, the fifty person gathering limit that uh, that all this stuff is dependent upon, right? So, yeah. Um, so China, China is just starting to open up their airlines again yeah. and do more airline travel right now. I think I saw something this morning or last night. So in my best estimate, I would say if all things are going well and we get through this and, and we're done by the June, let's say, I could yeah. see June as being the month when yeah. the weather gets warmer and, and they're starting to open up a little bit more air travel and people are starting to get back into it, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think we've got a good model there, but I think what we need to wait and see is when the new cases start to drop. And at that point, we know we're about a month out and I think people are gonna see blue skies at that point. Can we talk about how we're looking this, at that? This is one, Chris, that, uh, that we, <sighs> you and I have talked about, Sabre. Uh, this, is, this is what their chart looks like over the uh, past six months. I think that, instead of picking an airline, you, you know that once bookings come back, Sabre has to come back, right? Yeah, there, but Dave... Nobody is competing in that space. But Dave, here's the problem with Sabre. The airlines might receive government back government money, right? Because they want to save the airlines. The that's government true. might there, not there's... care to save Sabre, right? So like, that's something that you really need to think about here. I almost Absolutely. would rather play an airline, like American Airlines thinking that Trump is going to like do whatever it takes yeah. to save those airlines. Now, by the way, mm -hmm. saving an airline doesn't mean saving the equity in the airline, right? Yeah. So so the equity can still get totally crushed here. Um, we just don't – there's so many questions. There's more questions than answers. But, Jordan, can we talk about – because we do this all day long. This is what we're texting to each other all day long. We are all following a Twitter account called um, – what is it again? Uh, CNO Desk or CDO Desk? Uh, Dave? BNO News Desk. Yeah, BNO Desk. Uh, it's a Twitter account. And we are tracking the 
acceleration or deceleration of transmission rates in Italy, Germany, France, the UK, and America, and Spain. Those are the primary markets. And when we see a reversal in at least one of those markets, that is going to signify some good news for us. And the fortunate thing is those numbers are released at about, Jordan, about uh, uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Eastern, right in that zone, right? 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern every day, those numbers start to get released. So I am actually day trading those reports right now. So part of this is what we spoke about last week. You have to have a prepared mind to trade these things quickly. So I already know the number that I'm looking for from France, Germany, the UK, Italy, Spain. And I know that the number comes out significantly higher or lower than that number from yesterday. And I have this all down on a sheet that I am prepared to go long the market with SPY or go short the market with SPY in a matter of seconds. I am on my laptop ready to go. And I've consistently been trading this for the past week and it has been working like a charm. But I have to be really quick, okay? Um, but those that's what Jordan's referring to when he says he wants to kind of see the transmission <clears throat> rates start to drop. We're looking for a flattening of the curve in one of those countries. We're not gonna see it in the US, Jordan, right? That's not gonna happen here for at least a week or two, probably well, I mean, at best. It's now started to like really take it seriously in the, in the US, I feel like. Um, you know, I know my daughter's schools just shut down. Um, and I think, I mean, with 11 days before you start show, before you start to show symptoms that, um, you know, I think it's just way too early to even think about any sort of recovery here at this point. I mean, I know things haven't gotten really bad yet. I just mean, you know, we need to let that time elapse, see what the numbers are going to do. And then we can start to actually make some informed decisions on, uh, where we think this thing is headed. What's fascinating is that yesterday, when things started to turn really negative, midday on Sunday, was right when Italy announced their transmit their number of new cases was like 3,800, which was an unprecedented acceleration. <clears throat> if that was a market day, if Sunday were a market day, I would have been trading massive short, a massive short hedge within five seconds of that Italy number. So... You really have to know what the numbers should be. And if they're far off, worse or better, you trade that. And that I mean, that's what I'm doing, right? <clears throat> so I'm looking for those numbers today at around 2 or 3 p.m. Eastern. That's what, that's what dumb money will be doing today, carefully analyzing those numbers. Um, movie theater stocks. Dave, what do you think? And we talk about this all the time. Is that one that the government's going to save? What do you guys think? I, I don't see the government saving movie theaters. And... Um... I don't. I can't imagine that movie theaters are going to reopen soon. So Los Angeles, I think, was the first to say they're shutting all movie theaters. Um, the movie theater companies themselves were planning to cut capacity uh, to fifty percent of normal um, on their own. But that d- does that seem like an activity that you want to do? Even even yeah, once we're past that curve no. being flattened, is that something that you want to no. go out and do? Sit sit for two well, hours. I'm next the wrong to to ask. I wait for things to come out on you know, iTunes anyways. So I, I almost never go to a movie theater and I feel like just society in general is waiting for that movie to come to their household instead of going and buying overpriced popcorn and, uh, you know, being around so, a bunch of sneezing people. So here, so we talked a lot last week about scenario modeling, right? So we, here's a scenario that we should model. 
let's let's put our place we're the government right we're the big bank like we who are we going to help do movie theaters employ a tremendous number of people not really not, not really um yeah. are are they a necessity are there any are, are, are they concentrated with any one state where you're going to have a senator or house reps of that state fighting for those movie theaters probably not right no, like, like, like nobody really cares. And does Trump really care about the Hollywood? <laughs> Let's be honest. Probably not. Right. Probably so, not. So. So. Oh, by, by the way, someone's <laughs> asking. Talk about your T-Doc trade, guys. I am going to before this episode is over. I have never done this in the history of 32 years of trading. Before this episode is over, I am going to pull out my portfolio and tell you exactly what I own stocks. Never happened before. I'm going to tell you, and I'll tell you why I'm in each of those. And TDoc is one of those companies. Um, in fact, I'm so Dave. You did this on Friday too. I know. Me yeah. and Dave bought TDoc on Friday while, while already, the president was giving his uh, speech, and he mentioned that um, that telemedicine was going. He actually mentioned TeleDoc. Yeah, he did by name. Chris and I were both. On our on our laptops, and both were buying shares without even consulting with each other. And I, I think I might be up still on that, even though I, it, it was probably the way up. And trading was halted while we were trying to get our orders in. I had T Doc already. I just doubled down in it. Um, but I'm going to talk through every stock in my portfolio because uh, so many people have been asking me. I'm just going to do it at the end of this episode. So hang yeah, on we'll, to the we'll, end. Uh, if you can, we can even pull up a screen share if you if you want to show. Well, we. Might have account numbers in there. Yeah. Next time, prepare a graphic. We'll uh, we'll show okay. a screenshot that takes anything sensitive out. Okay. Um, so what were you just saying, Dave? Movie theaters. Are, are we leaning yeah, toward the risk? And the, I, I don't think movie theaters are a great investment anyway, just because who's, who's really needing movie theaters when you have at-home streaming and, you know, day and date releases are becoming a thing. Right now, they, they still have this kind of hold on, on brand new releases. But let's just pull up for a second, if I can here, a chart on, uh, that's not the right one. Let's put it in this window. Uh, but if movie theaters do survive, they are going to double, right? Because they're going to double and triple because they will go back eventually. Uh, well, that, but that's a big if, big if, if they survive. Huge so huge I'm, here is a one-month chart on AMC, just as an example, because... Why can't I get it to go in the window that I want it to go? Hang on. <laughs> All right, well, you're doing that. I'm going to look at some of these comments, Dave. Uh, let's see. Oh, there you go. Okay, here here is my chart on uh, AMC. And if I can make it bigger for you here. It keeps trying to open a new window. Hang on. So, Jordan, by the way, real quick, uh, uh, we have uh, Bruce Law. It just commented a little while ago, actually. A few minutes ago, Reuters reporting that airline relief package is imminent. Tax relief and loans. Tax relief and loans. That's interesting because if the airlines got loans plus tax relief, I could see them rallying on that. Like, Jordan, if you believe in the airlines, you might want to pick up some today because yeah. I think that's something that Trump is likely to talk about at that 3.30 meeting. Yeah, I might pick up a little bit just, just for that talk. Yeah, I mean, just you don't have to it's go all in, awesome. right? Uh, I might, I might pick up some right now. I mean, we're talking about critical infrastructure here, right? You can't really let these guys fail uh, because when people start traveling again, we need airlines around. 
You want to know what airline I'm buying? I'm going to, if I buy an airline, if I buy an airline, I'm buying American Airlines because it's the weakest. It's the weakest. It's the one that got crushed the worst. And if government relief comes in, I think it might be the one to bounce back the hardest. So I'm not I gonna hate that hard. I'm gonna go. I'm probably gonna buy a touch of American, and maybe maybe some of uh, maybe some Delta also. Oh boy, they came back a lot. American. Well, look at that. They're 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 almost back to even right now. Um, I've got this, uh, this AMC theaters chart up. We'll, we'll, I'll pull up uh, American next. But this AMC, this is the one month on AMC theaters, and that looks bad. And if and if it could recover, you're gonna make some money. But here's here's why I don't like it. Here is a one year chart on AMC theaters. There, there's, there's. This is a five year chart on AMC theaters. Yes, they did have a run up here in in 2016, but this is not a company that I would want to be in long term. And I can't imagine there will be some recovery as people are no, you know, not afraid to go into a public place again. But this is not a stock that that I would want to hold. Okay, I bought some American Airlines. I bought 8,000 shares just now, uh, which, again, for me, guys, as a, it's a pretty small position for me. It's just speculative. Uh, but I just picked up 8,000 shares. We'll just, I'll just trade it for 24 hours here, see what happens. Speculative. I'll call it a, I'll call it a fun trade. Um, there's, there's your American uh, for the year. But you're uh, right. It has uh, started to bounce back from its, its lows here. Yeah, so, Jordan, I beat you to it. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, American Airlines is one of the biggest employers, says uh, Adrian Isaac Cuerda. Um, did I got, Oh, this is a great one. Did you guys have problems with TD today? Yes, I did. Um, so we all rip on – everyone's been ripping on Robin Hood. But I actually had, obviously, this morning waking up, a tremendous stress trying to unwind all those put positions. And I was not able to trade anything. Um, my put positions in SPY, when I go on TD, it would not pull up the quote to even trade it. So it didn't recognize a symbol. The same thing happened last week. Now, I'm really fortunate that I, I'm a, uh, I have a special account. I don't know if it's called like a VIP account with TD. Um, so I have a special team at TD Ameritrade in Chicago um, because I'm such an active trader and my account balance, I guess, exceeds some certain threshold that I can call them basically any time and they answer the phone within five seconds. So I have a designated manager. Uh, and if he's not available, someone else picks up the phone and they were able to place all of my trades manually for me over the phone this morning over a period of about seven minutes. Uh, they're highly efficient. It was just like old school, Dave. Like when I used to trade in the 90s, <laughs> just actually talking to a broker to trade. I, I wouldn't even be able to speak that language anymore, but I, I was able to get out of all of my uh, SPY puts without a problem. Uh, I got fast uh, fast, and, and at the price that I, that I was hoping for. Uh, and that was through Schwab, although Schwab does have a big warning on their website that they're experiencing higher than usual call volumes. Uh, I have not experienced any kind of uh, slowdowns or outages with them. Oh, it was it was it was miserable this morning. You were able to trade through TD this morning, or really? No, this was Schwab for me. Schwab, okay. So yeah, I, I, I'm so happy that I have that group. And listen, I mean, I don't want to. I feel bad that other people don't have the same type of access that someone like me has to be able to unwind positions like that with a special group at your broker. Um, but you know, 
if you, that's why you should really choose the best broker for you, like that's up. It's nice to hear that Schwab was up. Someone just said halt. What does that mean? This what what it was. Danny H said halt. Did American Airlines get halted? What got halted? No. Uh, Danny H, come bought, back. I just bought some shares of American yeah, Airlines. That was what was halted. Okay. So uh, this, this, this is the one. This is the first time in the day that we haven't had CNBC on in the background. Yeah, I, I, believe, I, that, I believe this is a big. Um, Big positive for the CNBC network, even though they're, I believe, going commercial free for a lot of the time, probably because they didn't sell any ads for years and they forgot how to do that. But um, th this is the first time I've been actively watching CNBC probably in five years. Um, me too. <laughs> Definitely the first time I've ever watched CNBC, CNBC on a Sunday. Oh, it's... it's... Oh, they have shows on a Sunday. I, I thought they just had like those uh, like documentary kind of they, shows. They interrupted Perma Shark Tank to to bring in the uh, uh, Powell. Can I just say something about CNBC right now to get off my chest? I just and I know that our followers are going to appreciate this. Uh, you know, I've been watching CNBC since the day they first started airing CNBC. I think that was like <laughs> I don't know, was it nineties? It was in the mid nineties, sometime or maybe late eighties, early nineties. I have been watching them every day for the last two months and was astonished at how in just in the dark they were about this whole thing. They over and over again just said it was nothing. They said, I remember when the market was down 2%, 2% uh, about a month ago, and they were like, this is such a great buying opportunity. Almost every single commentator on the network, every <clears throat> single one, there was not one person on the entire network that wasn't like, oh, this is a great buying opportunity. The market's down 2%. Every person because they had settled into this, the market only goes up mentality, and they forgot that the market can go down. Uh, Even though most of the people there have lived through down markets, Kramer knows. And, and, and well, hey, these, so yeah. here's, a, here's these the thing. They're all, trying to, they're all trying to back out of it now. But, but what did we do? Uh, what did we do that week? From the very first Dumb Money Live we had when this whole thing started, we were talking about shorting wind. We, we thought people thought oh, I was crazy. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm putting a half million dollar put short on the market in wind casinos. They're like, this thing is never going to leave China. Like, it's, I'm like, no, it's happening. Like, everybody I thought, my hedge fund buddies, everyone thought I was nuts. Um, and it's so, it feels so good. To act, and I feel terrible that people are dying from this, but the fact that you know we saw it, right? We actually saw this as it was happening and took action to protect our portfolios. Um, that said, you know if, if this plays out the way I think it's going to play out, um, I'm going to, you know, I'm in the process right now of making some pretty large donations, and we'll be making some even larger donations um, it, in the healthcare segment, especially related to this particular catastrophe. Um, so people, if you're fortunate, if you're out there and you've made a lot of money and a lot of people are losing a lot of money, take some of that, donate it. There are so many great local causes picking up right now. Um, I'm donating to this one that Mark Cuban here in Dallas is donating. It's all about like paying your employees and, and allowing them to eat lunch wherever they want and reimburse them for it. Yeah, you which, gotta which, get by the way, Mark Cuban has really been a uh, a thought leader in in a lot of this. He, he you know, the fact that he, uh, when when the NBA uh, shut down for the season, he is paying his workers at his at American Airlines Center. Um, he's 
He's paying his uh, workers. He's a, he's covering their um, their lunches and and coffees if they shop at local places, not national chains, but to support local business. Uh, Mark Cuban is a great guy. Also, so, I back way before this happened. It was like late January or like early February. I went out and bought a bunch of N95 masks when there were like plenty to buy. Like they were just selling them. I mean, there's not even a shortage, right? Um, I'm now in the process of wanting to donate those masks, almost all of them. Uh, so if anybody knows in the Dallas area, if there's a hospital or a med clinic that is in need of N95 masks in the Dallas area, please message us, email uh, Dumb Money, um, you know, message us through this episode, and I will coordinate with them to donate all of my, pretty much all of our masks that we have. So uh, let's keep going here on questions, guys. Um, how about DocuSign? Uh, we'll talk about DocuSign and the episode. It's one of my portfolio holdings. Um, I haven't doubled yeah, down in it. And, and also Zoom. And, and there's a lot of these, these companies that are enabling technology that for the first time, I believe uh, it's Zoom that is offering their services uh, for free to uh, educational, like to, to schools. Um, and, and, as a part of a strategy, you can't you can't ask for something better than someone having a free trial of your software. So, uh, I, I think that does good things for them. Dave, can I just I'm just going to list off the portfolio because I promise I do that this episode. This is my portfolio. First time I ever put this out there ever. Um, I have these are just long positions. Okay, long Amazon, long Apple, long Shopify, uh, also long Amazon with March 20th calls that I'm rolling over week over week. Uh, long Disney, which I double down on this week. Uh, long Lululemon. Long Google. Long Tesla. Uh, as of today, um, I bought some Tesla mm -hmm. a few weeks ago and sold it uh, shortly afterwards. But now I'm back in Tesla as of today. Uh, long Zenith. Uh, wait, is it Zenefits? No, Z E N. I'm. I should know what that company is. Uh, long Zen. Uh, long Netflix. Long Microsoft, long TDoc, uh, Teladoc, we talked about that. Uh, long Microsoft, long Roku, uh, long Wendy's. Oh, Wendy's is crushed. It's $13.99. We talked about the Wendy's trade, right, because of breakfast. And we said if and when this whole thing is over with, this catastrophe is over with, we're going to potentially get really long in Wendy's because of the success of their breakfast items. Well, you know, none of it matters now, right? But if this thing starts to get over, you know, if we start to get over the hump, Wendy's is one I'm going to take a close look at because I opened up a very tiny position, 5,000 shares of Wendy, which is nothing for me. Um, you know, it, 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 if this thing dissipates over time, we'll look at getting way more long Wendy based on our breakfast research that we've done on them. Long Twilio, long win. Uh, oh, the, the win is the bounce back trade that I made this morning, right? I bought a thousand shares of win. They might go bankrupt, but then again, if they don't go bankrupt, I think they'll double or triple from here. Uh, long American Airlines, as of five minutes ago, uh, long again, that's a bounce back trade. Uh, long uh, Qualcomm, long Beacon Roofing. I've gotten destroyed on that, but it's a pretty small position. Long AMD, uh, long 
Zoom Media. That's ZM. That's the stock we've been talking about forever. That's actually up 10 bucks right now. It's up, you know, 9.8%. Zoom. Guys, let's talk about this for a minute. This, this is a really interesting. Let me and just to clarify, Zen is Zendesk. You, Zendesk. You I thought I knew it was Zendesk. Okay. Zendesk. I, I'm losing my mind. This is what happens when you don't, haven't slept in four weeks, okay? Um, we'll, I'm going to come back to uh, Zoom because I want us to have a conversation about Zoom, okay? Uh, I am... Long DocuSign. I am short Bloomin' Brands, which is uh, Outback Steakhouse and all these other restaurants, right? I am short Dave & Buster's, and I'm, of course, short the S&P 500 SPY only as a hedge, about 40, 40% of my portfolio. So that's it. That's my portfolio. But let's talk about Zoom, okay? This is one that we bought a few weeks ago. I am so interested in this company because I believe that even after all this is over, that there is going to be a massive shift in corporate, in the way corporates think, right, in terms of communications. I think every company, big, medium, and small in the entire world is going to set aside massive budget, whatever it takes to have state-of-the-art enterprise corporate communications. And over the next couple of months, if they realize, oh, my gosh, look at how much money we saved by not having people travel all around the world for a one hour meeting. <clears throat> who knows? I mean, this this industry could completely blow up and Zoom video conferencing is right in the center of it. Like so that is that's basically I mean, listen, it's expensive, right? It's really expensive. It's gone up a lot. It's a momentum trade, no doubt about it. But it's kind of one of those companies. I could even compare it to like a uh, like a Tesla. Like it's just one of those companies. It's the right time, right place. They can leverage leverage the situation to, I think, have a blockbuster 2020, 2021, 2022. It's just it's a name that I want to be in. How about you guys? I think our portfolios actually look. Fairly similar, but I, I have a, a couple of differences. But uh, I'll, I'll just go over my my top holdings uh, by market value: uh, Amazon, Apple, Teladoc. I went pretty heavy. Uh, Google, Shopify, Microsoft, Win Resorts just added today. Disney, um, and then Class A shares of Google. So I, I probably should combine those. Um, I have a little Walmart. And nothing, nothing else too interesting. I have a, a, some some dividend stocks that that aren't aren't these kind of momentum plays well, that we're talking why, about. Why do you have Walmart? It's a dividend. Stock. I got I got lower in the list and it started seeing my dividend <laughs> stocks. So my, I have larger amounts in the ones at the top of the portfolio and smaller amounts in dividend stocks just to kind of you know be a, an adult. I just feel that Walmart. Like over the next decade, I, I I I'd rather take every dollar that I had in Walmart and throw it into Amazon. Just ever just take them. From you know Walmart what? You're, you're absolutely right, and that will be something I rebalance my portfolio. Um, and this probably is a good time to do it. I do. I, I've doubled my money in in Walmart since getting into it. Uh, whenever they were half of what what they are now, um, I don't have I don't have a lot of shares in that. It's probably time to rebalance. Yeah. By the way, let's talk about Amazon. I think Amazon is going to crush it. 
crush it this quarter. I mean, so I was on, you know, we're, we were Amazon Prime. We're Amazon Fresh. Yesterday, we had, we're getting five deliveries a day from Amazon. It's crazy. And our Amazon Fresh order got canceled. That's never happened. They literally were like, all the orders are canceled. We don't know what we're doing. We can't handle this. You're going to get an email. <laughs> and last night, they sent an email out late at night. And they were like, all the orders are completely canceled. We're starting over from scratch. Sorry. So, like, my wife had was, a rebuild. Was that a local problem or a nationwide problem? I, I am, I'm assuming it's probably more than local because what happened was people were moving so quickly to put orders in that their sister, their inventory system could not keep up with their stocking system of what was available. So they basically had to refresh everything, slow it down, and we had to actually re-enter the order, which is odd for Amazon. They made us re-enter the order because they had a new th- what was in stock and not in stock. So we end up getting our order this morning delivered. But I'm telling you guys, Amazon is, I think they're going to crush this quarter. And by the way, have you seen G Trends on, uh, that's Google Trends search traffic on AWS? It is, looks spectacular this quarter. And in addition to that, like, they they already won like their first little court little mini battle and, and with Microsoft and Microsoft has actually admitted and said that hey we're even okay with the government you know kind of reviewing the bid again and like I don't know I I just I'm loving Amazon right now it's probably not the biggest bounce back stock it's not like it's going to double here um, but man I, I love it you guys got oh, Jordan what what yeah, what do you I, focus I, on your Amazon's point? my largest holding it's it's my favorite company and I can't imagine them uh not having some kind of record breaking sales uh in this quarter so Jordan what is your portfolio I'm very long on Amazon and I I actually this I, I want to buy more because I have not seen Amazon's stock chart uh have this kind of downward uh, projection ever like if I can buy Amazon at seventeen hundred, that seems like a, a a buy to me. I mean, that's that's their six month chart. Let's look at the year. I mean, I love Amazon. Yeah, me too. Jordan, how about you? Yeah, what do you got? I've got Amazon, um, Apple. Like I said, I just picked up. I just picked up fifty fifty Dallas. Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, American Airlines and Delta. Um, and then I've got um, what else do I have in here? Tesla. Tesla. Okay, of course. Tesla, of course. and then uh, and then a smattering of uh, dividend stocks like Dave. Okay, so can I say something? Someone just said uh, Amazon supply is going to get impacted. They'll have demand, but no supply. I kind, I mean, obviously, I kind of agree with that. Everyone's supply is going to get temporarily shut out. <laughs> but that's only because demand is so high. I don't think it's because there's a lack of supply. There's a, obviously a supply gap coming from China, but they're already moving 200% trying to fill that gap now. So everyone's going to deal with that, but I'm not concerned about it. I think ultimately the supply chain will come back in full. Um, I think Amazon is going to have full supply very quickly after they kind of fix that issue with the China being down for 60 days. Um, and I think the market is forward thinking. They're going to sell everything they have. How great is it that they have no supply because they sold everything they have? It's all gone, right? So now they need to get as much as they can. Who's going to get the supply? That's what you have to ask yourself. Who's going to get the new supply? The biggest boys are going to get the supply, right? 
Amazon, Walmart, Target. Target. Those, those are the ones that. But who's the biggest? Amazon eclipses every. Well, Walmart is right up there, right? But Amazon and Walmart, and to a much smaller extent, Target. They are going to get the supply chain. They're going to get the supply when it comes back. And people's mindset is changing right now. Like once you go Amazon, you kind of never go back, right, guys? You never go back. So think about all the people for the first time in their lives that, you know, we think that everybody does what we do. They order Amazon. They get Amazon coming every day. That's not the whole country, right? It's, it's a big part of it, but it's not everyone. I think you're going to see such an influx of people coming to Amazon this is just unprecedented. I'm more excited about Amazon than I've ever have been. Uh, okay. Um, Paul's saying that, that ensuring that Amazon's logistics, uh, along with UPS FedEx, is is critical for our you know economy. Uh, FedEx actually has earnings coming out either today or tomorrow, and they're one of the earlier uh, uh, companies to to come out with earnings uh, in the season, and so they're they're one that we often look to to see how the world is going. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see what they have to say. Can I say something? We have a comment from one of my oldest friends, Michael Crockett, uh, college roommate. Uh, Michael was one of the very first people I worked. He got me my very first job in the my one of my only jobs in the financial industry. Really, I was working uh, doing cold calls for Dean Witter when we were at SMU. Uh, it was a part time job. I didn't know what I was doing. This guy could cold call and close two out of three people on a cold call. We were we were flipping municipal bonds to people just all day long. He taught me the ropes at Dean Witter. We worked for Bobby. I worked for Bobby Leach here at the Dallas office, uh, famous SMU football player. Uh, and it, I haven't heard from Michael Crockett in probably 15 years, and he's here with a comment on our show. It's so cool. He said that the New York Stock Exchange – just had a statement, no shutdown, foreseeable future, too much of a transparency loss. I believe that they're saying that, but it's still not going to allow me to sleep at night when I'm, I have like seven figures in leveraged derivatives and Donald Trump is calling the shots. And if things get really ugly, even <coughs> though they're saying that, Crockett, like I, I still don't fully trust it. Uh, by the way, Crockett, it, it, for those of y'all that have read my book, uh, uh, Laughing at Wall Street, I talk about Crockett in the book. If you haven't read the book, I still have a bunch. When when this whole thing clears up, I'm going to get rid of them. I'm going to send them to you for free, dumbmoney.com forward slash book. Just put your address if you live in the United States, and we're going to send you – I have like 900 of them left. We're just going to send out all those books. I know people have been waiting Actually, for Actually, dumbmoney.tv slash book. So the yeah, .com sorry. is not us. Dumbmoney.tv slash book if you want your free book. Chris will eventually mail it, and I'll. I have a feeling I'm probably going to be sticking labels and and waiting in line at the post office again. Yeah. All right, Crockett. Good to hear from you, buddy. Love you. Uh, oh, he still owes me. He owes me some money. He knows he owes me some money when he had a little downturn in his life 20 years ago. That's funny. Yeah, yeah. Take your time. I'm doing well this week, but eventually I'll take it. <laughs> um, while, while we're on the uh, topic of URLs, dumbmoney.tv slash book is where you go to get that free book. I do want to mention that we do have a new YouTube channel. I see that most of our viewers right now are on our old original channel, Dumb Money. Um, that's, that's great. Thank you. We're going to keep doing these live broadcasts on both channels for a, a short period of time. But eventually, the only way to find our live streams will be going to our new channel, Dumb Money Live. The quickest way to get there is going to dumbmoney.tv slash live. 
make sure you subscribe, make sure you turn on the notifications because it is a brand new channel. YouTube doesn't always show you everything. So turn on all notifications if you wanna see when these events happen. And, and we, we love these. We're probably gonna be doing more of these now that we are self-quarantining and not, uh, not doing as many face-to-face -face meetings with startup founders. So just a, a little reminder there, please do go over to our new channel dumbmoney.tv slash live will redirect you to it and uh, subscribe. Yeah, that's really important, Dave, because we're going to stop doing live episodes on Dumb Money and you will never see them. You won't even get notified. So I would go over right now and sign up. We're airing this right now on Dumb Money Live, right? On Dumb Money. Uh, yes, yes. So uh, we, we do have on viewers on both channels, right but um, <laughs> we are uh, like four to one on viewers on our original channel. Yes. Um, all right. What else? What else we got to talk about here? Uh, Take two announcing GTA Six. They will surge. It's actually kind of interesting. But I want to talk about this. Take two is a yeah. company that I used to trade almost daily. I I, I love trading Take Two <clears throat> back in the day. Haven't traded it in a while, but the combination of GTA Six coming out during a global quarantine that is like the perfect storm, isn't it? I might, I might buy some take two today. I'm going to, after we get off this episode, I'm going to do some research and I, I need to see when exactly will GTA six actually be out. That's what I want to know because if they have a release of, of GTA six during the quarantine window, which would be kind of like April, March, April, even maybe early May, that could get really interesting. We should maybe talk about our schedule of doing these live episodes during this quarantine season, because I have a feeling that, that there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk about. We could probably do these every day. I don't know how much is too much of dumb money, but if you guys like to see us and just have us playing in the background or want to, you know, catch up on the episode, you know, during the day when you're doing stuff in, as a part of the replay. And by the way, we do look at the comments on the replays. Uh, so the live chat, you won't be able to continue to interact with, but the comments uh, down below on uh, on the new channel is where we're going to be responding to comments. So Dumb Money, Dumb Money Live, the new channel. By the way, a uh, comment from J. Paul Hendricks. Appreciate you sharing the stocks and leaving out the quantities, but you know, size does matter. I, I mean, listen, most, I'll just tell you right now, uh, Amazon's my biggest holding. I have a, a thousand shares of Amazon straight up. So that's like, you know, 1.7 million. I also have options in Amazon. I have like $800,000 of Apple. But other than that, everything I own is between basically 100K of the stock and 500K, right? So everything that I kind of uh, mentioned to you, they're all kind of between 100 and 500K each. That, that, that's where all my holdings are, except for that. And I believe there is someone who, with a subreddit out there who is tracking what we say as uh, our trade boards and probably watching this episode and updating that. So <laughs> we may be able to just go online and see what our portfolios are when, when the brokerages are down. And I'll tell you that of my top one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, <laughs> My, my top seven holdings are all $100,000 or higher. Um, and I'll, I'll say I, I have uh, currently a 750 shares of Amazon. By the way, uh, it's an interesting story. We're talking about, you know, the RC, Royal Caribbean. Do you know that one of our, my best friends here in the neighborhood got on the very last cruise ship to go out on Friday, on Saturday? Uh, it, was a, Why? It, it was a Disney Why cruise. Why would you do that? 
I'm I'm gonna rip on him so hard if he gets quarantined. I cannot. I, I'm literally I'm literally following the news. Wait, oh, Italy reports right here. Three thousand two hundred thirty-three new cases. That is down from yesterday by about fifteen percent. Right, Jordan? It was thirty-eight hundred yesterday. Yeah, thirty-two hundred today. Still, still a lot. Okay, it's still a lot, but it's still down. That's actually, I would see that as slightly positive news, yeah. okay? Slightly positive news. Italy is down 15% from yesterday. That just came in. That tweet just came in. Um, okay, I'm not going to make any changes in my portfolio based on that, Dave, necessarily. But uh, I'm definitely not going to go more short as a result of that number. I'm going to wait to hear about Spain and France now um, and the UK yep. and obviously U.S. numbers. And just so, within the last 10 minutes, uh, the UK prime minister is now saying that everyone should avoid social contact with others and stop non-essential travel to fight coronavirus. That is a major change in policy in the right UK. Um, the, uh, it looks like uh, can uh, Canada is going to be, uh, their Dave, prime minister you, is going to be addressing Canadians very soon. Dave, did you that, say that, what do you say about, about the UK? Are they going to, are they going to, what policy they are they're... now they are now saying that everybody should avoid so you know, should okay. start social distancing okay when before okay. they were saying that only the elderly and at risk should isolate they're now saying that everyone should under yeah. uh, after a lot of pressure from the science community yeah they they want to go with this uh herd mentality herd immunity platform and that was really risky uh i'm glad they made that decision um by the way uh Southwest Airlines. Someone's like, what about Southwest? I saw the liquidity ratio and it looks not bad. Well, I'm investing in American as a bounce, as a risky, risky bounce back play because the liquidity is bad, right? Because like they got hurt the most. So like, I don't like any of the airlines, but if I'm going to put some money in an airline as a speculative bounce back play, I'm going to put it in the airline that I think would have the most dramatic and, and, and like, biggest snapback. And to me, that's American Airlines because they're the worst airline in terms of liquidity and the one that would benefit most from the government coming in and helping them. I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but, but that's why I bought American, you know, 20 minutes ago. Um, let's see here. Uh, what else? Any other interesting questions, guys, that we need to address? Apparently, we are way better than CNBC. So that's that's great. Thank you for that comment. <laughs> Um, do you see, uh, well, listen, guys, here's the thing. Thanks for being transparent, here's the thing, guys. guys. Unlike the biggest issue with being a, a talking head on CNBC or any other network, it's not their fault, okay? It's not their fault. Their job is just to talk, 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 talk. And the problem with that is they get caught up in all this noise. It's just what we do. I would say the majority of what we do is try to separate the noise from the elements of information that are actually meaningful and going to move the trades that we're looking at, right? And, and we're really good at just kind of removing that noise. If I was on CNBC for five, six hours a day, I'd be talking out of my butt too, right? So like, like we, we, yeah, we, we, we made, do this once a week, but I, yeah. we do need to increase that because we're, we're having uh, comments say that we should do this every day. We'll do it every day, but it might not last as long because <laughs> honestly, here's the deal. For every hour that we're on the air doing this, there's like 20 to 30 hours mm -hmm. of research. Like the second that we get off today's episode, all I'll be doing till 3 a.m. in the morning is deep dive research into my existing trades and new trades. And I'll be monitoring 
information as it's flowing in real time. Again, we talked about this, preparing your mind, scenario modeling. We are modeling dozens and dozens of scenarios. What happens Mm -hmm. if the U.S. uh, transmission rate spikes 5x overnight? What happens if Trump does come out and says, we're going to do a national quarantine? Uh, We're going to shut down the country, every restaurant and bar. Do I then on that news triple or quadruple my short position on Dave and Buster's, right? Like we have all these scenarios and we're thinking if this happens, we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do this. So that when those things actually happen, we can enact the trade in seconds, okay? And we're not then starting our research. The research has already been done. The strategy is already there. Um, And again, I'll repeat for those that are joining us late. um, It's been a spectacularly successful last three weeks. Uh, My portfolio is up 27.5%. And I'm not a guy that shorts a lot of stocks. You know, I'm long 95% of the time. uh, But we're up 27.5% in the last three, three and a half weeks. Um, for me, it's you know 1.9 million over that period of time. Uh, but what's more interesting is if I didn't make those moves on, on February 20th, Dave, my account, if I did not make those moves right now, my account would be down $2.6 million. So yeah. the difference- and with me, um, I did not make the aggressive uh, downside gains that you did. Um, I was a little late to put my insurance policy in place. Uh, locked in a loss, but have not fluctuated beyond that more than maybe 1% up or down per day. Um, and that's that's exactly where I wanted to be during this. Do you, do you have thoughts, Leon wants to know, about uh, the U.S. on a 14-day lockdown? Yes, I, I, I do. But let me just quickly just finish one thought. That's a four, $4.5 million differentiation, right? Getting ahead of this event, for me personally, it was a $4.5 million difference. Um, and by the way, this is not like uh, money that just falls from the sky. We, like, we, didn't, we started with nothing, guys. Like, I started with a $20,000 portfolio, what, 13 years ago, 14 years ago, a $20,000 portfolio. And now we're potentially looking at an eight-figure portfolio very soon uh, from $20,000. And that's a lot of what we talk about in Laughing at Wall Street, the book that I'm happy to send you guys. Um, but Leon wants to know the 14-day government shutdown. We talked about this earlier, Leon. I don't know if it's a hoax or if there's real, if there's anything real there. And I don't think anybody knows. Uh, we've, we've heard from nine different people who supposedly have contacts in the government at the CDC, um, at various levels of government, these rumors are circulating, but they're hitting me personally. I've had people calling me on the phone saying, hey, you know, this is happening. Uh, I don't know whether to believe them or not. Uh, I just don't know. But certainly that rumor is out there about a national shutdown, it would be a school shutdown, restaurants and bars, could be quarantining, could be food rationing. I just don't know. And sometimes it's okay to say, you just don't know. And so we have to trade in an environment where maybe it's true and maybe it's just a big hoax or just mass hysteria that started on Twitter and has gotten out of hand. Uh, so I'm not trading it either way, but I, I am thinking about it. And, and it's a scenario, right? It's a scenario like any other that we have to model out. And if that scenario becomes true, what are we going to do? And for me, if that becomes true, I'm going long... I'm increasing my short position from a 40% hedge probably to something closer to a 70% hedge. 
And even without a nationwide quarantine, states are taking it upon themselves. Cities are taking it upon themselves to essentially do that in Ohio. They've closed all restaurants and bars as of uh, last night. Uh, takeout and delivery still okay. California has closed all bars, wineries, brew pubs, nightclubs, uh, Illinois, bars and restaurants. So basically the St. Patrick's Day events in Chicago are are canceled. Uh, Massachusetts, the Boston parties are going to be not happening. The bars, restaurants are closed there starting tomorrow, I believe. And, and that's lasting for a month, they've already announced. In New York City, they're limiting all restaurants and bars to takeout only. Theaters, nightclubs, they're going to be a closed effective tomorrow. Los Angeles had something similar. They're closing bars, restaurants, movie theaters, entertainment venues. Chris? Dave, do you have that link that I sent you a few days ago? Uh, it was an open table link that allowed you to yes. see. This is amazing, guys. I, this is absolutely amazing. Uh, what a great piece of data. It's completely free. And we're going to share it with you if Dave can pull it up. This allows you to see open table reservations, which is like most restaurants in America. They will tell you year over year in real time on a day by day basis how much those reservations have dropped or increased on a national level, on a state level, and on a city-by-city city level. So you could actually see, as of, I think, Friday, uh, we saw a, it was a 20 or 20, 20% or 25% drop nationwide in restaurant reservations from the same Friday a year ago. And like I bet we're quickly approaching like a 40% drop, 50% drop. Now, obviously, if you pull up cities like New York and L.A., it's even more severe. Um, but what an amazing piece of data if you're trying to trade restaurant stocks to be able to see in real time the actual increase or decrease in reservation, in this case, decrease in reservations from this time last year. It's one of the coolest data points I've ever seen. There it is. Can we? So here, here we, we're looking at a countrywide level um, starting on February 18th. And as and green indicates uh, positive year over year change, red indicates negative year over year change. And the darker the red, the bigger the change. If you can't read these numbers, um, as you see, we're, we're moving along uh, the 15th. Yesterday is their last data. Oh, uh, look at that. 47% globally, uh, restaurant reservations on open table down. In the United States, it's down 48%. In the UK, down 31% because they were slower to uh, adopt uh, that kind of social distancing. In Canada, it's down 47%. Um, if we look at a state-by-state state level, you can see that uh, these, these are they, – they have Canada and they have United States – as we scroll across here, we're just getting deeper and deeper into oh. the red. Every single state is red now. Um, a couple of days ago, we saw that a few states were still neutral to green. Uh, it looks like uh, in Australia, they're, they're still positive. But everywhere else, we're in the negative 55, negative 67% uh, year-over-year change in Maryland. Guys, let me tell you this something. Is remarkable data that... that Normally, you would not have access to. No, guys, let me tell you, for, this is what we do, right? So, like, for those of y'all that aren't aware, me and Jordan started a company called Ticker Tags, became one of the one of the most well-known uh, social data intelligence companies for Wall Street, for some of the largest hedge funds and quant funds in the world. Um, we still today 
have access to some incredible data. We pay a lot of money for data. Uh, I pay a lot of money for data. This is completely free. And I'm telling you, if you're tracking the restaurant industry, I cannot believe I never knew about this. I don't remember who sent this to me, but this is one of the coolest data sources I have ever seen for tracking restaurant performance data. And it's completely open, completely free. Dave, is there a link that we can share with everybody so they know how to get this? I'm, I'm just trying to see if I can find a link because this is a, a long <coughs> Google Docs URL. But if okay. you go to um, their blog on opentable.com, this is an article that was uh, posted March 13th. So they've, they've been tracking this since March 13th. And it is just uh, blog.opentable.com. You'll be able to find this, uh, this data. Incredible. Uh, all right. So... All right, so there it is, guys. Open table. You got, man. If you if you're trading these restaurant stocks like we are, uh, uh, like we're short, man. That that that, that data is scary. Um, so listen, a lot of people are, are emailing me. Friends are calling me. Like I said, we're sitting on cash. What should we do? There's no right answer. We're not fortune tellers. Um, like for us, you got to have like we're having that balanced approach, right? That balanced approach between long and short, to where hey, if it swings one way. You know, we're not all in, but we're not all out. Swings the other way, we're not all in, we're not all out. One, one thing I can say is this is a market that I would not want to be on margin. This is yeah. this is the one time that that strategy doesn't work for me. And I am really glad that I wasn't. And I'm glad that I have intentionally kept cash on the sidelines, thinking that the market at some point is going to have a pullback. I would never have imagined something this big or this dramatic or this quick. But I think that we are going to have a major buying opportunity. And the, the way that, that we are all kind of getting into the market, sl you know, slowly buying long positions on companies that we think are going to outperform the average in, in, a, in a bounce back from this, that's exactly where we want to be. Yeah. Uh, someone asked what platforms you're on. We discussed it earlier. Dave's on Schwab. has had zero issues. I'm on TD Ameritrade. I did have issues this morning. I have a private desk I get to call into, which most people want to have access to, so it didn't affect me. Uh, Jordan, you're on what? TD. TD. Um, so that, you know, that's what we trade on. By the way, we, you know, we're not one of these YouTube channels that gets paid to say stuff. Like we don't, we don't, we've been offered all kinds of deals from brokers to sponsorships and we just we turned them all down like we want to be able to talk transparently about what we're actually doing and we don't take any money um, from anybody Chris, i have something breaking here so people in the comments are uh talking about it. american airlines is up eight percent for the day and apparently is halted if i can uh <laughs> you you live on the air bought american <laughs> airlines and are in the money now all right there we go great uh, great job there yeah, I'm gonna see if I can pull up a uh, a chart on American just to uh, let everyone see what's going on here. There we go. So American is now at uh, fifteen dollars from a low of around twelve today. How about the Look cruise line? Six months chart. We still have a ways to go, but uh, apparently, according to the chat, and I can't confirm it, but uh, American Airlines is. Um, is halted and other people bought it the same time you did, Chris. Look, they're up 10%. This is turning <laughs> into Wall Street bets here. Don't which follow we, my trades. I'm trying to remind you that 
We are giving you just our personal opinions strictly for informational and educational purposes. We do not provide investment advice or investment strategy. So do your own research. We're just telling you what we do. Chris? I'm going to say more than that. We do not know your risk. So do not do what we do. Absolutely do not what we do. We are, I have a very different risk tolerance than any of you out there. So do not do what I'm doing. But you know what I think I'm going to do now, Dave? Because I feel like we got those T-shirts made. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, the T-shirts. And it's such a crazy thing. Which but look, I'm up- look like this, by the way. It's a, it's a nice design. Which way? This way? So um, this is the Cruiser Gonna Cruise T-shirt. And are you about to give some away, Chris? Is that what's going on here? No, but I'll tell you what I am doing. <laughs> I just, I just doubled down on my Royal Caribbean uh option position at exactly half what I paid the first time. So I bought these new ones at like seven bucks. Actually, the first time I bought them out was like, I don't know, 12 bucks, something like that, 1150. So I doubled down. Still, It's still a micro position for me, really small. I now have a whopping 20 contracts, which is a lot for some people. I have a 20 contracts in Royal Caribbean. Uh, where is it here? I'll find it on my phone. Uh, RCL, January 15. $60 call contracts in Royal Caribbean. Um, God, they're, gosh, they're so out of the money right now. I never buy stuff that out of the money. Uh, <laughs> but uh, whatever. So what I did like, you buy for, for, Royal- for, uh, for Reddit? What did you buy specifically? Uh, I, bought, <laughs> I bought the January 60 strike price Royal Caribbean call options, January 2021. I paid $7.00. 10 cents, I think, for them just now. So uh, seven bucks, maybe. I don't know, $7, seven, 10, 10. Listen, it's such a speculative decision, but we got those t-shirts made, so I feel I should go in a little deeper. I think I think that the fact that you made money during today's show means that uh, you, you either need to share the wealth and, and give away some more t-shirts or something, because I was unable to trade because I have way too much other stuff going on just trying to keep us on the air and being able to share screens and stuff. I could I can't make trades right now. But but how, but how do I? Okay, so how do I if we want to give away more t-shirts, you want me to buy five more? Is that what you're saying for people? Yeah. All right, so if I buy five more, do we have a way to do it this time or is it going to be like a whole thing? Let's do, do another do another email. Okay, so and we'll send fir- it to the first five people who send a specific phrase to us. Okay, so, so and our email address, you can go ahead and type it in. Get ready to hit send. I, I want to say the, fr- the phrase. I'll say the phrase. You say the phrase. I'm going to tell them how to do it. Okay. Write an email to hi, H-I, at dumbmoney.tv and get ready to, to hit send because the first five are going to get a brand new Cruiser's Going to Cruise t-shirt, which I can uh, show you. I, I went crazy and, and went ahead and set up an entire uh, online store. So um, <laughs> cruise t-shirt is available now on our merch site. <laughs> okay. So uh, the phrase is cruisers gonna cruise. Don't worry about spelling cruisers gonna cruise. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's the phrase. Uh, Dave, as soon as you get the first five, let them know. So we don't keep getting a ton of emails. Yeah, um, for sure. And, and I'm going to buy five, the first five. So we got five from the last episode. I'll buy five more. Uh, for this episode. <laughs> um, it's so much fun, guys. I cannot wait to wear it, to get that t-shirt for myself and wear it. Um, have, you, have you ordered yours yet? No, I'm going to order. Uh, today, I'll order the last five plus this five plus mine and a few extras. Um, nice. But Dave, you're going to... Oh, do they just ship out from... So I don't have to like ship them myself, right? Yeah, those, they ship directly. You get me addresses? 
Okay, cool. All right, so, awesome. Uh, we, we have our so, five. My, my watch is going nuts with uh, email notifications, so so we're good on the five. All right, I'll so we're done. A, we're uh, done. Comment. We're done. On the, I'll, I'll post post that on the new channel just so everyone knows who won. Uh, to get to the new channel, dumbmoney.tv slash live. Make sure you subscribe on that because that's where you're going to find us in the future. And if you want this shirt, we're not making money on this. Um, I think they're just $12. It's a, it's one of those soft style shirts. So um, Yeah, guys, how about that? A merch store on YouTube where we're not making money. Like, how cool is that? Like, we're just literally setting it up for you. If you want it, buy it. Uh, like, I don't care about your, your making four bucks a shirt, guys. Like, if you want, like, we love you guys. We love this. We do this for the passion of it. We do this because it's so freaking fun. But We're we have had buddies. a lot of people saying they want stuff they with our logo with on it. So I went ahead and all the stuff that we've ordered, like, I have that blue T-shirt. I have that coffee mug. So everything that, that <laughs> we've made for ourselves, I've just thrown into a store so that anyone can, can get it now. Uh, the, this yeah. cruiser's going to cruise shirt is a, it, it's a lower, lower cost, but still the soft style kind of nice shirt. And I, and I do have the, uh, extra nice shirts on there too. I think they're like 18 or $19. Um, the ones that just I put in a request, can I put in a request? Yes. The hat that you yeah, have, what would you the like dumb money hat. Okay. So the dumb money hat, I love it, but it does not work for people with big heads like me. My head is too big for it. Can you do the same hat in a different manufacturer? That work like it's just not. I, it's weird. It just it doesn't work on my head. We need to know so, trucker hat. I made um, in addition to the one that you have is this this blue one. I also okay. um, got this trucker style hat, so right. you'll be able to uh, to get one of those and a nice beanie. Oh, the beanie school. Okay, cool. Um, uh, well, where's the store? People said, where's the store? Can you tell them? Uh, you can get to it by going to dumb. It's on the screen right now. Dumbmoney.tv/slash/merch. Okay. You can also go to shop.dumbmoney.tv. It goes to the same place. Okay. Matt, okay, this is so fun. Uh, but listen, <laughs> I have I, I I'm starting to get stressed out because I need to prepare for this 3:30 Eastern press conference that I'm gonna be trading. When I say trading, like not on dumb money, but like just trading. <laughs> so I, I need to start preparing for that, guys. Uh, and yeah, by we, way, and we, we've gone really long today. Um, are we going to try to do this same time tomorrow, 11 uh, Central Time? Um, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't want to commit to that. Not unless we have something really interesting to discuss. I, I, let's, say, let's say at a minimum we'll be back on Wednesday. Okay? Is that fair? Wednesday. I think we already have one scheduled for Thursday. Okay, so – at minimum Thursday, but stay tuned because we might throw one up for tomorrow if something big happens. Agree? Yeah, you that, make sure that, cool? that you do have those uh, notifications turned on. <clears throat> Subscribe to the new channel. That's dumbmoney.tv slash live. Uh, before you go, make sure you smash the like button. It really does help us out with the YouTube algorithm. If you're not Especially. subscribed, subscribe on both channels. Dumb Money is where we do startups. Dumb Money Live is where we do stock market. Make sure you turn on notifications for both. And like I said, we are probably going to do way more of these live uh, because we are not, we're quarantining ourselves. We're not going to be out there with startup founders. Um, so subscribe to my other channel too. Hey there, Dave here. Uh, my last video is a good intro to options trading and how I use them to protect my portfolio. So you want to check that out. Um, also, you can now take Dumb Money with you. We have our podcast. This this episode will be, be available as a podcast. Um even though you're not really going anywhere, uh, we have the podcast on all the platforms, on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Google, wherever you listen, you'll find us there. <clears throat> Chris, 
did you have something to say? Yeah, I thought it was so funny. Next episode, I'm going to show you my quarantine table. So we actually have a table oh. set up for deliveries, right? So we are so over the top in our house with this quarantine stuff that if the food comes, when the food comes, it has to sit and it goes through phases of quarantine. I have a quarantine table. After 72 hours, we're then allowed to pull it into our kitchen. I have the same thing going on in my fridge. So we have quarantine shells in our fridge. And after a certain amount of time, we're allowed to eat that food. We we are like... You're like, on major lockdown. I, I even went out and went to your restaurant yesterday for lunch or, or a late... Or, I went, I went, I went, tried to go off peak. So I went like at 4 p.m. And there were still quite a few people there. So... Hey, do you remember that pic I sent you last night when we were running to the bank to get cash in case there was a there was like a rush on the banks? I have a yes. pic I sent Dave of me hitting the ATM machine with a glove on my finger. That was totally authentic. <laughs> like, and my wife was like, "Don't touch the ATM." <laughs> I won't. You've taken this very seriously, Jordan. What is your quarantine situation? Uh, yeah, we're hold up here. My wife is actually holding. Uh... Uh, impromptu elementary school upstairs right now. Um, but yeah, nice. we're, we're hanging out at home. Wow. <laughs> um, I'm getting calls right now from my GM at the restaurant. Uh, so I, I know he's freaking out. We're, we're trying to process how we deal with this restaurant shutdown. It hasn't formally happened yet in Texas, but it, I think it's about to. Um, and, you know, we have 70 employees we got to deal with at the restaurant. And it's, it's you know, probably $40,000 of food sitting in that freezer, that fridge. Um, what, are, what are the likelihood that uh, Dallas is going to be shutting off restaurants? Uh, very likely, I think. Very how, many, likely. how many days do you think you have before you're you're out of business? I, I have the same thing with the uh, bar. You have the same thing with your bar. I think maybe one or two days. I think we'll find out. So I, uh, he might be calling to tell me that right now. For all I know. So uh, we have a lot of work to do, guys. It's been so much fun. We love you. Please subscribe to our new channel, Dumb Money Live, because that's where we're going to do this. We're not doing this on the old channel. The old channel is all startups once we're able to leave our house again. Okay? Thanks, guys. Thank you guys so much for watching. Practice safe social distancing. I'm Dave Hansen. For Chris and Jordan, we're Dumb Money. We'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.